Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. We thank you, Jesus, for the fact that we're not alone this morning, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Before you see that, just look at your neighbor, point to them and say, good to see you this morning. Amen. 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 Turn to the other person to your left or your right and say, good to see you this morning. Amen. Praise God. Good to see everyone in the house of God this morning. Come on. Give the Lord another round of applause this morning as we worship him this morning. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So glad to be in the house of God this morning to worship the Lord, to magnify the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Truly, our God is worthy to be praised. Amen. And we're so honored to have everyone in the house of God this morning to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, another beautiful day that the Lord has made, and we're going to continue to rejoice in it because he has made us glad. Amen. Come on. Let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, 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 amen. So I want to take this time out this morning to greet everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to welcome everyone that is here in the house of God to praise the Lord with us this morning. We're so glad that you're here to magnify the Lord with us, amen. We pray that before the services conclude today, the Lord will meet you and uh, fulfill whatever your needs are this morning because we're serving a God that is great and greatly to be praised, amen. And the more we praise him, the more we give him all the glory and all the honor is going to bless us. Amen. So continue to worship the Lord. Continue to bless the Lord with us. Amen. As we continue to uh, move on with the service. Come on, Minister Daniel. Praise the Lord, everybody. He alone is worthy. Good morning. I greet you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a good time to be here inside this church. Amen. Amen. Good time to be calling upon the name of the Lord and just singing the songs of Zion. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. I know I'm not going to sing this morning. I'm going to invite you to stand and as we get prepared to take offering. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Just want to remind you that on Saturdays, for now, we have our adult... Um, classes or, or what, what was our Bible study, Sunday Bible study, uh, we have it on Saturday, 11 to 12. So I'm inviting all of you to come on, myself and Brother Kellyman, you'll have a good time. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you're our King, you're the Lord God from heaven, the King of kings and Lord of lords. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we worship you this morning. Lord, as we prepare to hear what you have to say to us, I pray, O oh God, that we will prepare ourselves to give generously this morning. I pray, O oh God, that we will be obedient to your word, and whatever your word says, O oh God, we will do that this morning. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless those that have to give. Those that don't have to give, make a way for them, Lord, so they will be able to give. As we ask these mercies in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come forward with your tithes and offering, please. I've been quiet for way too long.
don't back. I've got a reason to think of your goodness and I taking my joy back. It is my strength that is found in the presence of God. There's a worship, there's a worship inside these bones. of the Lord. Good to see all of you this morning. Amen. I was coming in and I said to myself, I said, um, in a few weeks, we're going to be at a different location. And, and we're going to, and we're going to have one service. I'm one, and I'm one, and I'm wondering what, um, you early folks are going to do. I'm just wondering. I, I know, but I'm just wondering. It, it, I'm just wondering. Uh, our our service time will be 10:30, like um, it it was before COVID, and so we will go back to 10:30 a.m. Um, we will have Sunday school in the morning that will start at 9:30. Adult Sunday school and children's Sunday school, if that works out. If the children part doesn't work out, we'll just stick with adults. But we're going back to Sunday school in the building. And so Sunday school will start at 9.30, and our worship service will start at 10.30. So we will go from 9.30 to 10.15 for our Sunday school, and then 10.30 we will start our morning worship service, and that will be the service for today. So start telling yourself what you got to do to make the adjustment. 
because I know you all like the 9 o'clock, the 9 a.m., come out early, amen, do a little Catholic thing. Hey, that's the only time I remember um, people going to church about an hour. You know, Pentecostal people stay in church all day long. <laughs> I guess this is not the time, these not the days anymore where Pentecostal people stay in church all day long. I'm telling you, I've been in church uh, at 9 a.m. when it started at, well, I started at 9 a.m. Pre-prayer started at 9, and I prayed from 9 till 10, and service started at 10, and I was in church at like 5.30. And then the evening service started at 6. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So so I, I've lived that life. You know, I know that life. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what happened now. All we can take is about an hour before we say, I got to go. Hallelujah. You got stuff all in between. Amen. But we're so glad for what God is doing in our church. I don't know. Um. I want you to keep in mind, we, we need about $60,000 more, um, between 50 and 60, you know, we need, we need, we need some money to finish out and close out this deal. So if you have, um, a few dollars that you can give toward the 60,000 or you have the 60,000, bring it on in, give it, it's for a good cause. Amen. I, I, I don't, you know, don't get uptight about money. I've come to learn that people get uptight about money. And um, I feel bad when you get uptight about money because I just realized it's not that serious. Money's not that serious. I told, I told somebody the other day I will never allow money to get between our friendship. I love you and I care about you. If, 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 if you know, you want to give and you can't, it's no big deal. You know, if you, if you had made plans to give and it didn't work out, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. I don't want money to get it. Our friendship is too important. Our relationships are too important for us to get all tight and uncomfortable about money. Oh, please. Just money. Money is just a means to an end. Who you are and who you are in Christ is what matters. That's what's important. Your character, uh, who you are as an individual, that's what matters. Don't let money and all the frivolous things get on you know, get in your way and you get uncomfortable and uptight. Don't worry about all that stuff. Just let God have his way in your life. Amen. Well, we are going to do something um, different this morning. I don't know if it's different, but we're going to have someone different to minister to you this morning. I know I set a schedule for um, the month of October. We'll have different people ministering at the different services. So we have uh, Minister Bradley Guthrie that's going to minister this morning. I'll minister at the 1030 service. Amen. And so we are just excited about what God is doing. God is blessing uh, this church. And um, a lot of you have experienced the blessings of the Lord. And so I want you to stand with me this morning. We're going to welcome to our podium Minister Bradley Guthrie. He's a man of God. He was raised. He was born and raised in the church. And this is all he knows. And I thank God for him. And we want Minister Bradley Guthrie to come. And minister the word of the Lord. Come on, brother, and minister the word of the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, let's continue to put our hands together in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The song used to sing is with Pastor White. Our pastor honorably said, um, yes, I have been, uh, I call it a privilege and not a right to be 
in the house of God pretty much all my life in, in the womb. And uh, songs used to be sung when I was growing up. And I'm not going to sing it, but songs that said, isn't God good? Giving us so many blessings, undeserving. That's what we are. We ought to thank him, love and praise him. A little for today and a whole lot for tomorrow. I know half of us don't know the song, but that's, that's how long you can tell I've been in the church. But that's not, again, any good of myself. It's only to the glory of God that has afforded me, even through my parents, uh, to have us here. I, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I make myself of no reputation as Christ had his, mis his mission was to come into the earth. And I feel as if that's no... Uh, no different from us, that we are to make ourselves of no reputation, no level of, okay, well, I'm further advanced than um, other persons that are not as exposed to my, my walk. It's a matter of where we're going, the same destination. And I'm here to help us get to where we are because those who have yet gone before in terms of getting into this way, the way, this is the only way, right? We, can we agree to that? This is the only way for salvation is what we believe and what we stand on the word of God. I know others are trying to get in the way, but uh, they have a way to get there. But we're here to know that we are in the way and where we are going is what, it's all what, what's all what matters, it's all what's matter. And we're here to help one another to get there. And we give God praise. Well, God has been good to us and he is such a great God. I honor everyone in their respective places. And I thank God for my wife that I can honor and thank God for her the first time she's here while you know we're doing the work of the Lord in terms of this capacity and I just give God thanks she's just been a, a tower of strength we're almost two months from a, at least a year uh, till forever <laughs> so we're giving God praise for the eight months that God has blessed us uh, to be here it's not been easy in terms of the course of her being in Canada and here and all that has been transpired but saints of God thank God for a praying church I thank God for a supporting church throughout this entire process. I give God praise for every single one of you all that have encouraged me when I was by myself. And you're saying, man, how you feeling? Everything's okay. Yeah, I know um, my other half is not here. But I give God praise for every single one who has come encouraged me in this church, both here and in the 1030 service. I give God praise for each and every one of you. I believe God is here to speak to us today. And I pray not to be long, but I just here to just be obedient to the spirit of God. And we are here to just worship the Lord. And, and we're hoping that one soul can yet understand and have a more closer and more connected walk with God. And if you have not known the Lord Jesus Christ in the pardoning of your sins, I pray today's a day where you will accept the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only just repenting of your sins, turning away from unrighteousness into righteousness, but also accepting him in water baptism. And I believe that God is able to speak to us. And not just that, if you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, it is available to you right now. Let the church say right now. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I'm here to encourage the saints of God and our pastor, his first lady, our, our wonderful pastor's wife, Sister Nicola Wyatt. God bless her. She's such a, a great woman of God. And um, we're here to encourage the body of believers today. And I'm praying that we collectively hear what God wants to say to us and for us, because I really believe that there's something great that is transpiring in this ministry and in what God is doing in this church. When I look behind, my, when I turn around and when we have to let, seat people and trying to get things rearranged, I said, man, God, 
you're in the blessing business. It's just a, it's a good problem. <coughs> it could be a situation where we're just begging, say, can somebody come and do? No, this is a great problem where we can't find people to hold in God's house. We're here to have see the house of God full, and we believe that God's going to do it. Let's go into the word of God. Uh, we're going to go into the book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1. At verse 2 through verse 3, and I'm going to read in your hearing, and we believe what God is going to speak to us. And the Bible reads as thus, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come upon, come up before me. Verse 3, but Jonah rose up to, to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to, to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it, go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Well, saints of God, I have a thought in mind, but I pretty feel pressed in the spirit of God as the Lord will speak to us that he will say it's on us. Turn to someone and say it's on us. Look at someone else and say it's on us. I want it to be personal today. It's on us. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We pray that God, you anoint this word Anoint your servant, Lord God. It's not of me. Remove flesh out the way. Hide me behind the cross. Let your word be spoken with clarity and thought. And, Lord God, with speech, Lord God. Let it, there not be a hindrance of this world and word. And we come against every atmosphere that is trying to prevent what God is to say. Humble me in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, an aspect of terminology in sports is called clock management. It's the most single, most unappreciated thing in the aspect of a game or a match. There are referees there to implement the rules of that particular sport and when needed and emphasize a clean and fair play. It is responsible though when it comes to the clock, hallelujah, for the team and coaches and players I like to be aware more than any other aspect of the game, which is the clock. It's an unappreciated aspect because it could be your friend or could be your enemy, which means if you're situation where you're not leading in the sport, you probably need some help with the clock. And if you are actually losing in the sport, then you actually need some help with the clock so that you can be able to come back and win whatever match or whatever play that you are seeking to fulfill, which is the victory. But today our attention is not to look at that aspect, but I'm giving you a context of the natural with the context of the assignment of Jonah. Jonah was called by God, and yet he was called and assigned to do one thing is to warn a city. And our attention is not to look and to deal with the specific signs 
of the end times today, but our attention today that is the focus, not just on when Jesus said and he imparted to his disciples, reiterating, reiterating at the present day in Mount Olivet, saying, and they looked and they looked at Jesus and they, he, he and the angels and said, uh, why stand ye gazing into heaven? This same Jesus that you see in like manner shall also appear again and descend again. Uh, and knowing that he is coming back, it's just a, a message of encouragement that they don't need to be concerned of the return of Christ, but he is returning again. But it's us to continue to do the work. And of course, we know in Acts 1 verse 8, he said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is a come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Saints of God, I encourage you on my first point, if we're going to continue in this walk with God, and we know the coming of the Lord draws near. We just can't be standing gazing. We can't yet say to ourselves, it's good enough that we are attending church and we are faithful in our tithe giving. We have to understand there is a work required in terms of this Christian walk. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Today's message is, and my prayer today is that we would experience a tug in our heart. A prompting in their spirit, like an engine that is struggling to start, a power cable plug seeking to go into its outlet to be used, seeking something to turn on the power switch, seeing what a, what a good car could do. It is to understand that without oil, there's no purpose and use for it. If there's no oil, you're not running on anything. It's just going to stay there. If you don't have a functioning battery or even a charging station, your car is no good for use. But today, saints of God, with the tools that we have, we see today that the importance of appliances when it comes to lawn mowing, there's no purpose of a lawnmower if you have no grass. There's no purpose of agricultural tools if there's no garden. There's no areas of where you can plant and do some work. The point I'm trying or we're trying to make or the spirit of God is trying to impress upon us today that unless our hands find something to do involving the importance of the work of God, we are missing the point. We are missing the purpose of why he created us. I need to understand, saints of God, that I believe in holiness. I don't know... I don't want anyone to get this to, to, to feel as if that we are just running and running and going and feeling as if we can just do whatever we want. I believe in that God has called us to be separate, not separated, but separate from the world. We must obey holiness standards. We must fulfill God's practices and God's commandments. He's called us to do such. He's called us to be holy. He's called us to be righteous. But in alongside of fulfilling holiness standards, we must affirm the testimony of Jesus Christ. It's no good just to yet act apart, look apart, but there's no work following you. An act of faith is yet fulfilling God's commandment. It's an act of faith being obedient to his word, but it's an act of faith of obeying the voice of God. Whatever he gives you to do, you should have a desire, specifically if you're a Holy Ghost filled. If you have experienced the presence of God baptizing in your spirit, regenerating you, you have an obligation, hallelujah, 
to not sit around and yet fold your hands and let a pastor or let a minister minister to you. You must be a minister as well. I came to empower this church that you are not weak. You are not struggling. Yes, you may be experiencing problems, but I understand that you are powerful. Inside of you, there is something greater that even Vladimir Putin cannot even stand against. Not even a king, not a prince, not an enthroned king, not an established president of a, a democracy can understand what's inside of you. You have the mighty God in Christ inside of your life. I said you have the mighty God. Hallelujah. hallelujah. You have the mighty God. Saints of God, if you're mighty in God, that means there is something that you are, are opposing another opposite force. That's a, that's, a, that's a satanic assignment that is out to destroy you. But because you have God inside of you, you can able to stand and declare what this book says. You don't have to be afraid. Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid. That when problems and trials come, it's not to make you feel intimidated by the storm. It's causing you to rise up and stand and believe what God has said because you are in called by God. He chose to live in a vessel like yourself. He chose. He chose. You chose. He chose you. He chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. And why? I don't understand. But God knows if I'm going to be used, I might as well go all out. I might as well do what God says. Because if I do God says, he will get glory glorified. And that's all the purpose of our lives. Is that God to be glorified. But today, saints of God, with that spirit, with the Holy Ghost, we got to ask ourselves the question, what then we are doing? What are we assigned? What is our calling? What is our purpose? Let us be reminded, saints of God, that it was in the church of Asia, one of the seven churches, which is called the church of Sardis. The angel of the Lord or angel of that church was rebuked for being a church that appears to be alive, but dead. And it said in Revelation chapter three, verse one, last clause stated that I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest but are dead. We don't ever want to get to a sense of God that we're just existing, but we're existing without a purpose. We're just existing just to exist, to make us ourselves look good, but there is no fruit. There is no, there's no application. There's no, there's no emphasis of our practice yet fulfilling in our walk with God. They did everything that was right. They had the doctrine right. They had, they could, they could yet discern what was right and wrong, but their life was yet not regenerated and renewed each day by the Spirit of God working in us. There's so much joy, saints of God, when you do God's work. There's so much fulfillment in life when you're doing something that causes God to be glorified. Whenever you're in a situation where you're in use, when it comes to a, a weekly day, a weekly basis, when you're called to be God, called God's servant, and you're able to be an example, you will understand that you're causing heaven to yet 
enter into the lives of somebody's experience when they have none whatsoever. You are called by God yet to bring his expression, his greatness, his glory, his wisdom, his power into the lives of a lost and dying world. Jonah was called, but yet he went to run from that calling. Yet it was it was his assignment, but he understood not because he was concerned about, well, God, if you called me, these were the same persons that would persecute or that was yet going against even God himself. They they were a wicked nation. And and that city was the it was the it was the symbol of that wickedness. But yet he decided to go a different direction. Saints of God, we must understand we are not justified by our own doing, but we are justified by faith. It is impossible to be justified without faith. And that faith is in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, bringing us into reconciliation. That's peace with God by the propitiation of our sins, by the shedding of his blood at Calvary. The knowledge of your identity in Christ is everything in terms of your value to him. Your identity in him is the value you have in this life. Because you have to understand, because you are identified by your knowledge of knowing who he is, you can fulfill the purpose of God that he has called you to fulfill in this life. And that we understand today, that there is an urgent 11th hour cry that we have to do in this church. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm speaking today to my spirit and to Christ-centered church. That there is so much in us that we don't understand yet, but it will be fulfilled if we just do the work of God. Saints of God, there should be a burden, a tug in our heart. For there is so much more that is needed for us to do, saints of God. This hour requires for every, it's an expression called all hands on deck. Yes, there's an expression now, saints of God, that we can't afford one pendulum to be outweighed the other. We have to be on the same level plane. That burden just can't stay on our pastor. That burden has to be upon everybody. Whether you're called to do, if you're called to sweep the floor, let it be done to the glory of God. Whether you're called to greet, whether you're called to be, oh God, an usher. Whether you're called to be out in the parking lot, let there be a burden in your spirit. For God has called us now, saints of God. I've been in a lot of places and I see, so, oh Shammai, there's something different about this assembly. No, I don't want to make us better than anyone, but I'm speaking as I'm led by the Holy Ghost. Uh, that God is doing something in here like never seen in this state. I believe it. New Jersey, his, oh God, his burden for revival. And if it has to start in Hamilton, New Jersey, let it start here. Because there is something that's needed. Uh, that this state needs a transformed mind. So many people have come thinking that, well, what good is it in this little state with a lot of people? No, there's something needed in us. There are cities that need to be cried out. There needs to be a burden in our heart that we can yet reach to loss. There's about 9 million people in this state. And we have to have a desire and a burden to see the lost saved for Christ. 
We can't be asleep while we're doing the work of God. For the scripture that said in the book of Jonah, when the storm came, you know, saints of God, some of the problems we go through, God allowed it. He allowed it. Verse 4, it said, but the Lord said unto the great wind unto the sea, when Jonah decided that I'm going to flee and head, hitchhike out of here. He said, the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a great mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Saints of God, many times our situation problem is a byproduct of the testimony that God wants to pour through you. That yet one can say, wait, you serve a God that can heal your body? You serve a God that can restore you? You can serve a God that can yet do then any fences or any, any brokenness in your life, I'm going through all what I'm going through, not just because I know that God has yet assigned my life. Why he did it, he will explain in himself that if everything in his life, he said, in all things, give thanks unto the Lord. He said, not for all things, but in all things, in all things, you give thanks unto God. He said, for I reckon that the suffering." of your present moment is not worthy to be compared to the glory. Yes, saints of God, whatever you go through, there is a glory that should come if you endure through the process. There's a glory that will be fulfilled in your life if you're able to yet say, God, I know I'm experiencing this problem, but if I'm coming to the house of God, I'm not just going to sit down and wait till the praise team get me excited to say hallelujah. I'm coming today with my hands lifted up. I'm entering my, his gates with thanksgiving. I'm entering to his courts with praise. I'm not waiting for somebody to yet make me feel like I feel like I'm going to make it. No, I'm going to declare to myself that I am going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. Yes, this world seems it's collapsing on the church. It's collapsing on society. But I come to tell you that even through the hardness of life, he said, yet we are in distress, not in despair. We may be persecuted. We are not destroyed. We're not cast down. We are saints of God. We know that in this situation that we as the church shall rise in the midst of the despair that's happening. And what we are called to be saints of God in the midst of our despair, people of God, to rise in a mighty hand, uh, to know that God has called us. Uh, we're experiencing red seas every day, but we have to decide within ourselves, are we just going to look at the red sea or we're we just going to now walk? My God. Are we going to decide to walk? We don't know what direction is, but we know that we have a leader that's leading us. Uh, and every situation that we are experiencing, every denial and the detour and roadblock, uh, it's just designed by God uh, to make us understand that the goal is out there uh, and that our focus should be on him. They are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are persecuted, but not in despair. We are, oh God, uh, we are perplexed. We are experiencing hardship. But I know we serve a God that can lift us up from it. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. I came to encourage the body of believers. It's on us. Look at your neighbor and say, it's on us. For our family to be saved, it's on us. For our family to be delivered from its problems, it's on us. My God, saints of God, it seems as if I'm in, a, in between that. I, I'll give me be transparent here. I have a grandmother that raised all of my, my father's, her, my, her children, which is my mom, which is my dad's mother, raised us all in church. I'm being transparent here. And the only one that is in the church is my dad. And I begin to pray that God, I don't know if it's through this generation, but I don't know what's happening. But saints of God, I believe, and I'm going to stand and declare today that a turnaround is happening even for my family. I'm not just going to sit and moat and say, why this, why that? I'm going to say, I'm going to yes, stand and turn my face to God and not turn my face like Jonah did. That wanted to retreat and say, you know what? This is too hard. Let me get my pack myself out of here. No, I'm determined by God's help that if he's put something in me, he will get the glory. It's going to be yet for him. It's on. But if I'm in position, if I'm standing in the way, if I'm in the way that he desires for me to go, I'm going to see my family saved. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. You got to stand and declare enough is enough. Even if you're not seeing it, you got to say it's in yourself. This boy is going to yet come to even the church. This, this girl is going to yet not look at other things, but she's going to follow my footsteps. We got to yet stand and declare that inside of us there is apostolic generations, a legacy that will come through us. We got to decide we're not just going to be yet sitting around and letting our family go to hell. The devil is a liar. There's a city, a city that needs to be saved. There's a burden that has to come in my heart uh, that if God yet can't save no one, <laughs> he's going to use me because I know I'm his hands and I'm in his feet. I believe today, today is a cry for this church uh, that we're going to see the doors bursted out because we're going to see loved ones restored uh, back to his rightful place. Uh, let us be like that burden. Hallelujah. Let's be like Abr Abram when he told and he asked the angel, if there even if there's any even 50 people inside of Gomorrah, will you save the city? Saints of God, we understand that the weapons of our warfare can't fight with our family. We can't dispute back and forth. What we can do, we know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But there's a term they call knee city. They mean that if we get on our knees, hallelujah. The weapons are fight not with our fists, not with our words, but it's in our prayer. It's in our seeking. It's in our, oh God, oh God, hallelujah. It's in our seeking. It's in our fasting. It's our laboring. Because God has called us. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody here is hearing the sound of God. That there's a burden. There's a calling. I've been very much neg negligent. That's why I felt the brunt of this. Because everything that God or God has told Jonah to do, sometimes I put myself in Jonah's space and I said, man, I'm no different. I'm no different. 
what kind of an example I led when I was a child, when I was amongst my peers. Did they knew I was set apart? Did they knew that uh, because I couldn't go, I couldn't go certain places? <laughs> they feel as if as if I'm so queer and different. I know it wasn't easy growing up as an apostolic child, different from other Christian homes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Not here to point the finger, thinking that my way of growing up was better. But saints of God, if I could do some things over, I probably would. Because I would understand my identity was in Christ Jesus. And not having, having, having a, 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 a kind of a dispute within myself saying, man, why can't I do this? It ain't that serious, no. It was because of what God wanted to do for where I am and where he needs me to be. Where he's taken us. It doesn't make sense in the beginning. Because we're looking at, man, I feel as if I'm in prison. I feel as, oh, yeah, you heard about it. You feel as if that I, I, I'm, I'm chained and shackled. I don't know when it comes to life. I'm not experiencing. But thanks to God, when I see the outcome of what sin can do. And whether you were out there, you are yet knowing that God can do a, God can do a work through you doesn't say you have to go out there, but hey, if you were, that's fine. Because God can yet take the dirtiness. Yes, there's examples of what God did in the scripture where he took things who are filthy. He were, he were, he were, yeah, cast out. He even described his people one time as outcasts. Yes, yes, you may have been a prodigal, but does it make any difference for someone that may have experienced being a prodigal at home? They may have never left, but they were just lost in the very home that they were in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And saints of God, let me tell you something. These are the same persons. I do sense. I can do a census. There's a lot of hurt and, 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 and people that have a twisted mindset of how they look at church in this state. I believe it in the spirit of God, not by my own sense, but I sense people that they have a desire to serve the truth on the way. They want to find truth. But the first thing most times come out of their mouth, but do you hear about so-and-so? Do you hear about this, that, and the third? They want to get into things that does nothing pertain to the kingdom of God. They throw distractions out there to make you get caught up too and say, well, you know, and, and they ask for your opinion what you feel about it. That's the first thing most people say. It's just, a, it's just, it's just, it just encompasses around it. Now, I know can every, it could be in every place, but I know more prevalent here, there is some level of hurt and rejection, and they're looking for some restoration, and they're seeing if you are going to be someone different from everybody else they talk to. But I come to tell you, saints of God, that it was in the burden of Jonah that he went. And when he went, and he went, and he went away, and he decided to get go away, he was in that ship, just head fast going. He went, and yet he was yet in a situation where he was fast asleep at the, the bottom part of the ship. And there are mariners out there, and they're saying, wait, you know, they're asking to call on the God to, to, to bring down the storm and, and to understand what's happening. And yet they said, oh, why are you asleep? You don't see what's out there. You see what's going on. And he yet said, man, he began to reflect. Could it have been as me that caused these men, their lives to be in state? Saints of God, ask yourself the question. If I don't yet decide to do God's work, could it be me putting people's life at stake? Could it be me that I am not yet saying or doing the will of God that could cause someone to yet turn their ways, cause them to yet reflect on where they are and where they stand with God? Could it be me that could cause so much trial and, and confusion if I don't yet, yet do what God has called me to do? 
I don't know if any most life's atrocities can be prevented if one believer can stand and say, I will do what God tells me to do. I will yet fulfill God's call me to do. But yet, saints of God, though we're here, we have to remind us, each and every one of us, that if we're going to see change and see things happen, we got to say, man, I have to stand and say, you know what, it's on me. I have yet turned away from, from God. And even if I'm in a fish for three days and three nights, I'm going to cause that fish situation to be a testimony generations from now. Look at what Jonah did. Jonah yet rebelled and he said, throw me overboard. And when they threw him overboard, he was swallowed up, swallowed up by a fish. Could that be in the fathom of people's minds? If we heard on the news that someone was eaten up by a fish, we'd be like, are you? We would lose our mind because we never heard of it in history since Jonah's day. Come on, let's be real. If someone was eaten by a fish and said they were, they were experienced in a fish and spit it out and explained their story on a Nightline show or any type of show that do documentaries, we're going to say, man, this person is mad, crazy, losing his mind. But we know, saints of God, that this happened to a prophet of God. And this prophet was eaten up but never was swallowed. He was never consumed. He was never digested. He yet, yet decided in the fish's belly he was going to yet call on the Lord. Saints of God, you may not be in an actual fish's belly, but you have made a situation yet look like as if you have weeds all around your neck. You've seen yourself in dark places. You, you've seen yourself at the belly, at a place where you feel as if you cannot yet be restored. You cannot get up from where you are. But I came to declare to you today, saints of God, you may have weeds around your neck. You may experience a perhaps of where you cannot feel as if you are adequate to rise above the situation you got yourself in. But I came to believe today, saints of God, that there is an opportunity that if you call on the Lord... The fish will open its mouth and put you back to where you need to go in your destiny. The fish came for a purpose. Was to remind Jonah you ain't supposed to be here. But because of your decisions, because of my decision, I need God to help me. I got a call central that is never busy. Uh huh. I needed help from the Lord. But because the choice is not to know that the miracle was that Jonah was in the belly of a fish. The situation was that he shouldn't have been in the fish at all. Look at the story. Not that the miracle that he can do anything that he was in the belly of a fish. And watch this, saints of God. It's because of that testimony, Jesus said, as was Jonah in the belly of the fish for three days, three nights, so shall I will be paraphrasing that his testimony in the fish is belly made a reference to at that time he had to inform his disciples I'm going to be in that same situation because it was that significant in the history of Israel that a man that was called by God to do his work was caught up in a fish's belly and yet I had to yet experience that now saints of God we can look at that as well when that's going to happen how many how likely a person's going to be eaten by a fish but how likely a person themselves could put their lives in jeopardy when they refuse to hear and answer the call that is on God's life. Come on. Come on. Look at yourself. Look at the importance of your value. Everything else is going to pass away. Everything else is going to pass away. 
the fish is going to pass away. The seas are going to pass away. But your soul, hallelujah, ain't passing away. Today, today, saints of God, it's on us in this church. I, I tell you, this church has so many great ideas. I'm telling you, I've never been, well, I must say, when it comes to a church that has so much ideas, I mean, the persons that I've been, it's amazing, I've been here just about over a year, spiritually. May have been here longer, but just in terms of my physical place. But the, 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 the transforming saints of God, of what my God, of what's inside of us, man. I got in touch with Brother Tom, the first, and, and I began this. I said, are you kidding me? We can do this? Because when you're limited in one aspect of the kingdom of God, you become naive and you become very ignorant. You begin to think ignorant thoughts. You begin to say ignorant things. And then you begin to, to, to become traditional in your thought process to think that, well, we're only be able to be effective in this aspect of the kingdom of God. But when we begin to understand that the kingdom of God is bigger than you, actually, you, 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 you didn't, the kingdom didn't start last week when you got saved. It didn't happen. It didn't start last week. And a lot of people believe the church started last week. No, 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 no. The kingdom of God is much far bigger than even your very mind. It will be here further than your physical existence. It's going to reign forever and ever. And if you are a part of the kingdom, you're going to reign with it. Hallelujah. You're going to be joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. Today, today, I, 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 I really believe that God is calling somebody calling us where we can see what revival is all about. I, 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 when it comes to being and joining, I was never born in the United Pentecostal Church, but I'm so glad God gave me the revelation. It's crazy if I could tell you what God did. But when it comes to what I believe what God is doing, I believe it's going to be done through us. Amen. Whether you're not going to foreign t territories, whether you're not going to different states and becoming a missionary or etc., but wherever we are, we're going to bring our world into here. Not the world, but the world in terms of needs to be saved into our existence. And that we ain't going to look at just being a one-sided church or one ethnic church. We're going to be a church that is called by God. The church of the living God. Well, we ain't going to look at color. We ain't going to look at ethnicity. We're not going to look at language, etc. Because there's no difference. There's only one human race if you want to be specific we ain't gonna be we're not gonna be seeing so many things that are i mean it is propagated to divide we're in such a world that is pulling us apart in such many factors things that we know that the atrocities are just sin that's it is it's just sin but these factors are pulling us apart Putting us in various groups, putting us in various ideologies. And we know that it's just the, the, the beginning of when we know the end time, that the man of sin to be revealed. That's all it is. It's just a platform pulling us apart. All, all it is across the world is just to, to, in, to entrance or to the entrance of, of the arrival of the man of sin. That's called the Antichrist. We know that. But, saints of God, it's, it's unto us to know that if we have to see that our own egos, our own pride, 
to be either wounded or to be shut down. For that one soul, I'm going to do it. If I got to be sat down because I need to be sat down, that's fine. Because if it's, I'm hindering someone from getting saved, then it's going to be a, a burden, a, 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 a cloak, something on my shoulders. I'm going to feel at the end of the day. Because I'm going to stand before God and say, wait, well, well, well why, 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 why was uh, you not willing to do X, Y, and Z? I couldn't think, well, at that time, there's no manner of excuses to be made for the actions I did in this life. But I know everything that I'm going to do is that if it's not for the glory of God, then I have no really no other purpose of what I'm doing. I'm just wasting time. And today is the day to understand that you don't have to experience life just as normal, as, 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 as everyday going. You have an understanding that there is something in you that if you can be a blessing, you are able and that the capacity I've strengthened you, I've called you, that even if the situation is as dark as Nineveh was, and Nineveh was dark. If I get into the history of what Nineveh looked like, saints of God, just look at Las Vegas. Just as they just give a picture around, just look at Las Vegas. Look at Los Angeles. Look at these look at these great cities and powers that have that have that have demonic spirits that are controlling listen saints of god these things are not just as visible there's a spirit that's actually control there are territorial powers that are controlling you live in miami that's a whole different that's a whole different level of living it's 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 powers it's 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 controlling factors that are influencing in the world into this age into our phones into every aspect of our lives inundated with these things but i know saints of god in spite of it all though we're in this flesh we're not of this world we are in it but we're not of it and we know that through christ through god knowing that god has called us god has positioned us even if we turn even if we get set aside and make mistakes we can get up we can yet decide you know what jonah did what he did went back and 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 and, and decided to turn back but in the fish's bloody, he was called, and yet he cried, and his purpose was spat out to him. And where he was supposed to go, he ended up shorter than actually the, the actual physical journey took. It took him one day to get to where he was called to. Saints of God, it may seem far where you're going. It seems as if it looks, it looks too far beyond where you can understand. But I know you serve a God that can accelerate the process. Because if you stay in the will of God. He will make it possible that you can yet fulfill what God has called you to fulfill in your life. If we could just stand at this time. Hallelujah. Today we have to understand that it's on us. If that city to be saved, if Hamilton is to be saved, if Christ in the church to be the church that God has called us to be, it's on every single one of you. I need everyone to look at one another respectfully point at them, just respectfully, not, not disrespect, just respectfully point at them. He said, it's on you. Say, look at, say, it's on you. Look at someone, say, it's on you. You may have joined last week, you may join today. Look at someone, say, it's on you. If you want to see souls added to the kingdom, it's on you. If we're going to be the hands and feet of God, it's on you. If we're going to lose uh, 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 friends because of it, it's on you. If it's going to be something in terms of costing our time, hallelujah, oh, Messiah. if it's costing our time, 
the time that we would take doing other things. It's on us. It's on you. Because there is someone that needs to hear the gospel message. It is someone that needs to hear the burden that we have in our hearts. Because there's a tug. There's a pull. I didn't even get fully into my notes, but I believe God is leading me right here. There's someone desiring. There's a voice calling you softly and tenderly. Jesus is calling. Hallelujah. He's calling. Hallelujah. He's calling. You've been coming. You've been coming. You've just been, been, been just having good church, and I thank God for you. But you, have you ever looked in yourself and said, man, is there more to life? And when you can think these questions, that means that there's something in the opening in the spirit, within your spirit, to say, man, if I want to grow in Christ, the, 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 what, what is he saying in his word that causes me to grow? Well, if I'm not saved, how do I get saved? I must first get, acknowledge that I'm a sinner. That I was, I had, I had transgressed his word. I have yet fallen from the love and grace of God. Because yet my four parents did such. But because I'm here, I may have not been there. But because I acknowledge that I have yet transgressed. Because I have not fulfilled what he said in his word. I have not followed his commandment. So I must repent. I must turn away. I must accept the knowledge that because I've sinned, I must acknowledge that God, you are God. It is he who had made me and not me myself. And I know that in order for me to be your child, I must turn away. I must accept God through repentance. And not only just repentance, what is the response to the repentance that I've created, what I've done? If, if I repented, I've said sorry, what did I do? Then I take upon his name in baptism. But the only way you can be saved is through baptism. Let the church say hallelujah. You cannot be saved by being baptized in titles because titles never existed in scripture. There is no reference in scripture throughout Acts and anything before reference to a father, a son, and a Holy Ghost that requires salvation. If you were told that, I'm sorry, you have not been revealed full truth. You may understand that there may be a reference, but that was just a command. But the action of that command, the response of that can, that repentance and remissions of sins must be preached in whose name? The name of Jesus Christ. It was fulfilled when Jesus said he never left. He said, I'm going to go. My comforter, I've been sent. And when I send the comforter in my name, I, reveal all, I will reveal all things and all things to your understanding. So if you just stuck with your understanding on just titles, that means you have not been revealed all understanding. You have to understand that God is, wants to just, he doesn't want to give you a piece of knowledge. He wants to give you his knowledge in his fullness. And there's still more to grow. There's still more to know. But there is something that saints of God that you need. You need the name over your life. You need the name called over your life. You need the baptism in Jesus' name and the baptism of the spirit of God. That when you believe his word, as the scripture says, you're going to speak it, it, to describe the Holy Ghost, trust me, it's the presence of God at work in your life. And when you open your mouth, that's how people evidently believe in the church. The church we witness understanding that as he came, he came. And he believed that when they believed, he, the words that they spoke was cloven tongue as of fire. They were used by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God allowed them to speak in a known tongue and in an unknown tongue. It was a beautiful experience. And you can experience that as well when you get an understanding of who you are in Christ. I believe today, saints of God, there is someone here 
who have heard the word of God that is on us to do the will of God. If you can stand right now, if you need to come to the altar, you can come. But we're going to pray today. We're going to pray and take this time and believe God that today it's on us. It's on us. We're not going to get run away. We're not going to go and go into a, a land that we don't understand in Tarshish because we are afraid to do God's will. We're going to get decide. you know what? If it's going to be me, saints of God, I'll get, get put my life at the limb. I'm going to yet declare it's going to be so. Can we just lift our hands in the presence of God? Let's pray unto God. If there's anyone here, I can extend the stories that if have not, proved your faithful. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for what God has done. We have seen miracles. We miracles my mind can't comprehend. And wonders are adding to the church. Such there as is we beauty in someone else who has not heard this word. Understand. And they're not here present, God. Jesus and they're not here further. I pray that God it will encourage their heart. Jesus I pray, Lord God, the blessings of the Lord upon your people. That you will that's who we serve today. That's the one we serve today. miracles are seen. Too good to not believe. wonder working God. You heal because you love. Oh, the miracles you'll see. Too good to not believe. Too good to not believe. Too good to not Just the mention of your name can raise the dead.
have this little small area, you know, people, you know, if we invite them, what if it's too many people that show up? Well, I don't want you to think about that anymore because, as I mentioned to you earlier this morning, um, probably in about, you know, 30 days or 45 days, we will be in a, um, a new location that can accommodate as many people as you want to invite. So I don't want you to think like that. And we have received a word from the Lord to tell us that it's on us and we need to reach the people around us. God didn't call us to the kingdom to just chill and hang out and enjoy good preaching and enjoy some beef patties after church and all of that stuff. That's not what he called us to do. And so he called us uh, to bring glory and to give glory unto him from the work that we will do according to his will. Again, we thank God for his word this morning. We have a guest with us this morning, and um, I wanted to acknowledge her before we uh, dismiss our service. Nellie Rivas. Nellie, if you can just raise your hand. Now, I have to, I have to um, ask Sister Abigail, how was she related to you? Is she related to you? Ah. Ah. Well, I'm, 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 I'm glad to hear that. We, we were trying to figure it out. We looked at her. We looked at you. We looked at her. We looked at you and said, it's got to be your mom, right? And so we, we, we are so glad to have you. It is such a wonderful, wonderful privilege to have you in the house of the Lord. Because when you came, Abigail, you came with your brother and your sister-in-law, right? Your brother-in-law and your sister-in-law? And your sister. Brother-in-law and sister. Amen. And so we never got a chance to meet mom. And now we can meet mom. Amen. Well, we need to meet mom. Mom, don't go. I want to meet you. So that way you know we try to take care of Abigail while she's here. Every once in a while, you know, we don't see her. And I give her a hard time when I see her. Because I can only imagine a mom having a daughter all the way across from the West Coast to the East Coast and not having any real relative there. to. Um, but I want you to know that we really do make sure she's okay. And she knows that if there's anything that she needs, anything that she can ask us. We just connected her with another family from the West Coast. Um, you know, And so she knows that she's not alone. And um, anything that we can ever do for her, she knows that we're here. And so, Mom, we're so glad that you're here this morning. God bless you. <laughs> Sister Marjorie, I didn't get your daughter's name. I got to get her name. What is it? Chisoni? Chisoni. Fancy name. Man, you, she must going to be an attorney or something. My goodness, that sounds like a rich name. Who named her that? You did? Her daddy. You know I got to meet him, right? I don't, whatever you got to do to get him to meet me, I got to meet him, right? <laughs> well, we welcome you this morning, Chisoni. It is just a wonderful pleasure to have you here at Christ Center Church. And we want you to know that if there's anything at all that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask us. I will say this one thing before I dismiss you. Brother Bradley was on point this morning, and Chisoni, I said, I say this to our congregation from time to time, that if you are just living for God because you want to get to heaven, this church is going to kind of agitate you a little bit. But if you really want to do something for God, then you'll enjoy this church. 
it, it's, it's just one of those things. It's just not what God called me to do, how God called me, what he has put in me. He knows what he does. And so I don't have a choice but to kind of lead our church just kind of like that way where we're going to have to do God's will. We're going to have to march forward and do what God called us to do. And so if you're one of those that's just like, I just want to just go to church and hear the word and go home, this might be a little challenge for you. But if you say, give me the word so I can do something for God, you're going to say, that's the right place for me. And so you heard the preaching this morning, and we thank God for it. Don't forget, we have beef patties on sale, and it's for our building fund. I can't wait to show you what you've been given towards. We've been saying we have this reach campaign going, and we've given a lot of money, and I can't wait for you to see it all done, all purchased and everything, so you can say, okay, this is what we've been doing. All right. So you can have your church to say, you're going to own a beautiful facility pretty soon. You're going to be a landlord. You're going to be just... God has blessed this church that you will be able to just say, look what God has done, because there's, the church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're a part of it. And so we thank God for what he's doing. Father, we thank you today for your word and for sending each and every one out today to be in your house. We want your will to be done in their life and that the blessings of God will continue to flow. Lord, will you continue to tug on their heart that they will take their rightful place in the kingdom and that they will know you, love you, and serve you, Lord. Bless their goings and their coming. Touch them in a special way. We pray provision and blessing in their homes, in their life, upon their families. As we go from this place, we pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.